Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And we are determined to make today a great day for us because we are going to go into the darkness and pull out a man by the name of David Walker. Now, I know a lot of you have never heard of this man, but you're going to learn about him today because I'm going to drag him to the light for you. So please remember, the mind once enlightened can never again become dark. In 1830, David Walker, a prominent and outspoken black man, was found dead in his Boston home. The year before, he had written David Walker's appeal to the colored citizens of the world. Among the most powerful anti-slavery works ever written, Walker denounced the American institution of slavery as the most oppressive in world history and called on people of African descent to resist slavery and racism by any means. The book terrified Southern slave owners who immediately labeled it rebellious. A price was placed on Walker's head, $10,000 if were brought in alive and $1,000 if dead. Walker's writing would influence virtually every black leader who followed, including W.E.B. DuBose, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. We colored people of these United States of America are the most wretched, degraded, and abject set of beings that ever lived. Thus, David Walker began the first of four essays that comprise his appeal, a fiery condemnation of slavery and racism. But David Walker proclaimed his pride in being black. Whites, he wrote, think because they hold us in their infernal chains of slavery that we wish to be white, but they are dreadfully deceived. We wish to be just as it pleased our creator to have made us. The book's full title was David Walker's Appeal in four articles together with a preamble to the colored citizens of the world, but in particular and very expressly to those in the United States of America. It urged black people to create independent organizations as a means of controlling their own futures and improving their lives. Walker also urged African Americans to educate themselves. He called for unity not only between enslaved and free black men and women in the U.S., but among people of African descent around the world. There is almost no documentation on David Walker's early life not even the year of his birth. All we know is that he was born sometime between 1785 and 1797 in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
His mother was a free black woman. His father was enslaved. Since the law stipulated that a child's status followed that of his or her mother, David Walker was born free. Growing up in the Deep South, he observed firsthand the evils of slavery. Sometime between 1815 and 1820, he moved to Charleston, South Carolina, which had a vibrant free black population. There he seems to have become involved in the African Methodist Church. The appeal makes clear the depth of his Christian faith and thorough knowledge of the Bible. It's likely, but by no means certain, that in Charleston, Walker encountered Denmark Vesey, leader of a failed slave uprising. It is inconceivable that he did not know what unfolded in 1822. An estimated 9,000 men and women had prepared to take part in the revolt, but a fellow slave betrayed them. Vesey and 35 other black men were hanged. Not long afterward, Walker left the South, and he stated, If I remain in this bloody land, I will not live long. This is not the place for me. I must leave this part of the country. Walker moved to Boston. In 1825, his name appears in the city director as owner of a used clothing store, and he quickly became active in the black community centered at the back of Beacon Hill. In March 1827, he began writing for and selling subscriptions to Freedom's Journal, the first national newspaper in the country published by blacks. The following year, he was founding member of the Massachusetts General Colored Association, committed to promoting the interests and rights of African Americans throughout the United States. How and when Walker became not only literate, but so well-educated remains another open question. The appeal refers to long periods of study. I have been for years troubling the pages of historians to find out what our fathers have done to the white Christians of America to merit such punishment as they have inflicted on them. His book, which includes many hysterical references, demonstrates the depth of his knowledge. Walker had read Jefferson's notes on the state of Virginia and eloquently disputed the former president's claims of black inferiority. He attacked head-on the contradictions between revolutionary rhetoric and the Declaration of Independence. He asked Americans to compare their own language in the Declaration with your cruelties and murders inflicted by your cruel and unmerciful fathers and yourselves on our fathers and on us. Were the colonists suffering under Great Britain one hundred part as cruel as what slaves endured? The appeal got wide distribution not only among free black men and women, but among his target audience, the enslaved. 
Groups gathered secretly to listen to one of the few literate slaves read Walker's words out loud. Black sailors carried copies of the small book with them when their ships traveled to southern ports. Sometimes Walker sewed the small book into the clothes he sold. His success at getting the book into the hands of African Americans in the South alarmed slaveholders. The appeal was labeled subversive. It produced more commotion amongst slaveholders than any volume of his size that was ever issued from an American press. And no wonder, Walker exhorted blacks to kill or be killed. He warned white Americans that unless you speedily alter your course, you and your country are gone. Southern states passed laws against helping free or enslaved black people become literate. Legislatures made it a crime to circulate rebellious literature such as Walker's Appeal. Georgia lawmakers placed a price on Walker's life, and the circumstances surrounding David Walker's death remain a mystery. Many at the time were convinced he was poisoned. Some believe it still. Recent scholarship strongly suggests that he died of tuberculosis. His militant call to action for the liberation and betterment of black people had a significant impact on the course of U.S. history and continues to resonate today. There is great work for you to do. You have to prove to the Americans and the world that we are men and not brutes as we have been represented and by millions treated. Remember to let the aim of your labors among your brethren and particularly the youth be the dissemination of education and religion. Unquote. There you have it, my friends. David Walker, the first militant man that stated, Whiteness lives by violence, so let's give him violence. It makes me wonder sometime if Walker's appeal was not a contributing factor in Malcolm X's speech by any means necessary. Well, friends, we all know what that music means. But before I go, I will leave you once again with a message. A message I'm sure we all can understand. You can't separate peace from freedom because no one can be at peace unless he has his freedom. Until next time, my friends, it's been my honor. <laughs>